What up, Ponyox? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you've had a great week. If not, hopefully this week has made you better. Because when things aren't going great, that's what, uh, that's what happens. We get made better. If you can't tell, I've been listening to David Goggins, uh, not his new book, but his first book, because I never listened to it. And uh, you should listen to it because in between chapters, he sits down with the narrator and uh, ghostwriter author, and they discuss certain things in the chapters. And so you get Goggins actually come in and you get a little extra bonus. So it's worth it to get the audiobook. Plus, you can get it for free with your free trial of Audible if you haven't used that already. It's called Can't Hurt Me. I'll put the link in the description, but he just released his second book, Never Finished. And I realized I didn't read his first book. Listen to him on Joe Rogan. Also put the link there. This last week, in light of his book release, and the dude is just next level insane. Holy crap. Both in his life and how it's unfolded, and then who he has become and what he has done and accomplished. And the craziest thing about it there, is that it just is. It's real and it's true. And if you ever want to feel motivated to go and absolutely crush the day, the life, whatever, crush whatever's right in front of you. Just listen to some Goggins. Dude is insane. So, yeah, I'm doing that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, 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 first. We've got, we got some listener feedback. we got some Norwegian goodbyes. We're going to see how we've been doing. And uh, there was definitely something where I mentioned covering it more on Friday. Don't remember what it was, didn't write it down, not going to go back and listen, so it may be lost to the ether forever, and if you're disappointed by that, get over it. Sorry about you, but yeah, uh, hopefully you've been going hard, and if not, why? No, no, no excuses, no reason. I'm done with excuses, I'm done with this or that, it's either figure it out, I didn't do it, or I did do it, and um, talking to myself here too, like I'm just, I'm done with it, all right, and I'm, and I'm going to do my best too to be done with completely with with sugarcoating it for you my friends uh i i'm i want to be open and honest and upfront with you and it may sound blunt and harsh at the time but just know it's just because just because i care about you really and 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 i really do that i that i don't want to hold back and i don't want to don't want to not address something if, if if i feel the need so and i hope the same can be true for me that you can call me out because that's, that's really what we need more of. I know I've said it a billion times. All right, let's get to some listener feedback from Wednesday's episode. First comes from Rachel. She had some good words. She had an answer. Oh, that's right. I talked about, it's all about birth and birthdays. And she, she thinks, she disagrees with the method of being one when you're born because you're only 10 months old, technically. Adding two months after that doesn't count because you're out of the womb. So she is holding the womb or the birth canal as a difference, a distinct difference in terms of tracking your age. Uh, She said, it's a whole other world. That is why babies are born to come into a new world. So Rachel, whether you realize it or not, you provide a good footing and at least a good retort for, um, for the pro-abortion side of things. It's saying, ah, there you go. So life doesn't begin because we won't, this 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 is the response, the steel man response that I would that I would say to that if I was on the pro abortion side. Rachel is okay. The room's womb's a whole nother world, right? So you're not a human yet because we're not tracking your age. And so, since we're not tracking your age, and you're saying there's a distinct difference in the birth canal, then that's a distinct conversation. And we 
we, we don't treat that life uh, the same. It's not the same. It is pre-life. It is pre-born. So, Rachel, I'll be curious to know your thoughts in response to that, because I'm not saying that it is true and that to be pro-life, you have to think this certain way, but you do have to be ready to address that question, right? Because on one hand, we're just talking about how we track your age. And I agree with you where you're 10 months old. So it either has to be two months from that day would be your one, one year anniversary, or we just stick to what we've already been doing because it overcomplicate things and people will be older than they actually are. And it'd be confusing, right? And to me, I look at that situation and I, I would just say it's more of a product of, this is where we're at and it's, we're so deep in it that climbing back out of it, that revamping the whole age tracking system uh, would be an unnecessary overhaul. And when we're speaking to the, the, the morality, um, the, the, the philosophical side of this as far as, and just the biological side of this, it does, I mean, the only distinction biologically between preborn you know, pre-womb, post-womb is, or in the womb and out of the womb is literally like the birth canal. Uh, in, in every other measurable, consistent standard, you are you. You're just at a different stage of development. And so that's, that's, that's kind of how playing that argument out would be essentially my retort. And so while it may seem that, oh, since you, you, you don't want to track it, then, then you don't see them as your preborn neighbor, which I would say, no, you can still see them as a preborn neighbor and just say, this is how we track age. Simple as that. Um, we don't... <laughs> Just because we track age this way doesn't mean we have to give a certain value or protections under the law in, in, the, in a consistent manner. And that's simple as that. But anyways, yeah. So Rachel, be curious to know your response to that. If hopefully you had a chance to think or say one before I just gave you the answer. But anyways, so uh, interesting thoughts. Thanks for the answer, Rachel. Always appreciate it. She says she has a thought for me to think about that our dad brought up. He said, all the past civilizations lived and died, but where are all the bodies? Buried, burned, floating away at sea? Um, that's an interesting thought experiment, right? Because when you think about it, how many people have lived on the earth uh, throughout time? And it's got to be so many billions. Um that, and, and, and you're like, you, you think we maybe have more graves, more... Or places, but at the same time, for me, the biggest question there, and maybe this is, maybe I'm too smug about this, but I read that and I'm like, that's almost interesting. But then I just say, well, decomposition, right? Bodies decompose or bodies are burned and they're ash. And how many times over has that happened? I mean, you think about the Black Plague that eliminated 30, 30% of the population. Yeah, what happened there? Right? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would take the bodies off and it was either mass graves or they burned them uh, to prevent the disease from spreading. And yeah, and, and I definitely think you go in the ocean and that would speed up your, your uh, decomposition. Well, if you think actually about how vast the ocean is, but even, even in light of that, I can see where that question makes some sense because how many billions and billions of people, um, have have lived how long does it take for a body I'm, I'm googling this so i tried to do my best to talk while googling this and it probably didn't come up what the french toast how did i do that 
And now I'm going to get flagged by the FBI, CIA, you name it, because I'm searching. How long does it take for a body to be decomposed? <laughs> things, random things in your search history that are totally innocuous, but could get flagged, could get you flagged for something, right? Um, let, we're just going to go, let's see, oh, PubMed maybe, PubMed, reputable. Uh, how long does it take for a body to decompose and why <laughs> exactly how long.com hmm business insider has one for decomposition in a grave that's that feels weird for business dark side of humanity.com that's the that's the site i'm going to there we go all right how many people oh this is a full on scientific study from pubmed yes so this is legit so we're going to read through this abstract real quick uh, so blah, 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 evolution, growth rate of this. Okay, so by 1800, the world's population past 1 billion continued to grow to its current total of 5.7. Estimating the number of people ever born requires selecting population sizes for different points from antiquity to the present and applying assumed birth rates to each period. Assuming a constant growth rate and birth rates of 800 per 1,000 through 1 AD, 60 per 1,000 from 2 AD to 1750, and the low 30s per 1,000 by modern times, 105 billion people have lived on Earth, of whom 5.5% are alive today. The assumption of constant population growth in the earliest period may have resulted in in an un underestimate, while an earlier date of the appearance of humans on Earth would raise the number. A table of population reference bureau statistics is given. So there's your answer. One hundred and five billion. So, oh, here we go. By 1650, the world's population had risen to 500 million. Although the Black Plague, which began in 542 AD in Western Asia, killed 50% of the Byzantine Empire in the 6th century, 100 million deaths, they estimate, it had slowed the growth. So, interesting. So, right, that, that cut it down, but 105 billion feels about right. And that's a ton of people. And that's a ton of bodies. However, let's go over to the dark side of humanity and see what they have to say about it. Obviously, a reputable source, blah, blah, blah. Decomposition factors. So I, there's tons of factors and variables. So it's like, it's hard, right? It's, it's really hard. Timeline. Oh, here we go. Get ready for some dark sounding stuff, right? So... One month post-mortem, your corpse begins liquefying and turns into a dark sludge until nothing is left but a skeleton. So, only about a month, on average, is what we'll say, for uh, that body to decompose to just a skeleton. So, at that point, and then, wow, so 20 plus years, and then it takes 20 years for our skeleton to dissolve. So it's so while most of your body can dissolve in a sounds like 90, 95% of it dissolve, you know, is gone, dissolves. It's a, it's a weird term, but it, yeah, it decomposes fully in a month, a little over a month and then 20 years for the rest of the skeleton. That's still a long time. 
And that's still a good question, but depending on the area in which you're buried and whatnot and being lost at sea, I mean, how many, how many skeletons went to the bottom of the ocean and then how did that affect the decomposition process? We, we know how little of the ocean we've explored. So like I said, a fun, oh, and there's, there's a, there's a citation from the U.S. Sun, an article at the top of the search. Dadgummit. So all they did was copy and paste. Thanks, Dark Side of Humanity. But great, great website name. Oh, I'll put the links for both of those. Um, I just read the abstract from this PubMed study. And I'll put both of those in the, in the description so you can go read those for yourself. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious. The dark side of me is curious. Just what... Other things are on the dark side of humanity about us. Oh, geez. We'll just open it in a new tab. But yeah, there you go. There's your thought experiment done. Where are all the bodies? Where have all the good men gone? And where are all the gods? It's a question. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? These are the questions that plague us and will plague us throughout time. Plague? 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 That was weird. I felt like I said that weird. Okay, so here's, here's the about us. We'll do quick thing on Dark Side of Humanity because I know you're curious too. Welcome to the Dark Side. Oh, they use an exclamation point? That feels wrong. So, welcome to the Dark Side of Humanity. <laughs> that's, that's creepy. We are dedicated to giving you the very best information on the Dark Side of Humanity with a focus on serial killers, cults, and conspiracy theories. When we started in 2022, oh, wow, our passion for all things dark, creepy, and spooky drove us to create this website in order to share our love of all things dark with you. Oh, sorry, exclamation point again. When we started in 2022, our passion for all things dark, creepy, and spooky drove us to create this website in order to share our love of all things dark with you. Now we serve customers all over the world, and we are thrilled to share our passion with you. We hope you enjoy this website and the content we have to offer you. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us via our contact form. All right. So this is a real rough and ready new site. Good for them, Dark Side of Humanity. I'm only critique would be take out those exclamation points because in a technical sense, it's supposed to read the second way I read them. And it's too peppy. And it's that creepy, like, little kid is a demon type thing. And they're like, come play with us. And it's like, oh, it's, it's so creepy when they're almost jovial and... and and evil, Ugh, there's nothing like, I can take evil, like, oh, I'm the devil, I'm the, and you're like, okay, that checks out, and they're like, I'm the devil, I'm gonna cut your ears off, and you're like, ah, ah, no, please, <laughs> like, makes my, I got goosebumps just saying that, oh, I don't like saying that, that was weird, I full-on got goosebumps everywhere, my hair is standing on end, just from saying it, Ugh, crazy, right, but, all right, there's, so Rachel, and dad, kudos to you, because that actually panned out to be more of a fun thought experiment, even though I'd kind of downplayed it at first. So to answer your question, buried, burned, floating away at sea, all of the above. Bottom of the ocean, they're buried, they're dust, all that good stuff. And uh, we're doing just fine. Because when I really think about it, I mean, how much, oh, see, this could go down a rabbit hole of like, how much land mass do we take up at 105, or at I think we're 5.7 billion at the time that study, I guess, was a little bit old, but I think we're at 7 or 9 billion. I don't know what we're at now. Does anyone know what the population's at? It's not like I have Google here to help me out with this, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, but we're at something. Let's see. Oh, Worldometer. This was a good one during the... Yeah, we're at 8 billion, so it's a little bit outdated. It's a little bit dated, but still, I mean... And and how and I think how much just open earth there is. So it's like I think we could almost fit a hundred billion. P 
people on earth. And so it's not crazy to me that like we're not just finding bodies left and right because we haven't hit that population density. I don't think so. That's me. All right, we're going to move on to other listener feedback because that took away too much of our time. Dadgummit, Rachel. Dadgummit me. Welcome to the Rambling Viking. Mahan Yaks. All right. So Wednesday was my birthday episode. So Connor says, happy early birthday. I, and he says he did, he's done that ever since he, he forgot his wife's when they were like 13. This was pre-marriage, obviously. They didn't get married until they were like 20-something. So it's fine. But yeah, so now nah, that's a funny joke. Wait till the day after. It tells me an early birthday. LOL. He, he seconds my cookie cake guy status. Uh, he, he's down with the cookie cake. Heck yeah. You and me, bro. Uh, maybe that's what we should do. Um, so we already have an ongoing joke where we fast break Reese's fast break bars are go-to road trip bars. So like every time we've seen each other in the last year or a lot of the times we'll one, one of us, like I brought him on the other day and he got me. It's so it's like, it's a funny thing back and forth. Maybe, maybe now we should upgrade Connor to cookie cakes. We don't have to be like full size, like from great American cookie place. Um, that's where back in Enid growing up in the mall, it's where you'd go get your cookie cake, best cookie cakes in town. and. But maybe that'd be fun. Maybe we just do like personal size ones. Step it up, right? We'll see. C- cookie cake coming to a doorstep near you. And, oh, so I mentioned that there was a, a, a Chewbacca. We'll call it a Chewbacca because all Wookiees do look very similar and might as well look the same. I know. Call me racist. It's fine. Just speaking the truth here. We all, you, you all think it. I just said it. And uh, so I, I put this temporary tattoo on my thigh, and it's now just a half-dissolved shell of itself. It decomposes a little bit faster than the human body. And uh, I took a picture of it, sent it to some people, and, and you know, it was like, hey, when you turn 29, some joke. And my sister was like, was that real? No, of course it wasn't real. And he said that when he saw the picture, he goes, he goes we knew immediately because it wasn't a Lord of the Rings tattoo, and we know you don't have any other tattoos. And he said there was also zero blood. <laughs> Like is typical with a fresh tattoo. Um, apparently, I personally attacked someone he knows because of my side comment about the cross on the wrist. Whoops. Mm, he agrees with my sort of stance on tattoos, saying only lifelong important stuff. You know, and he gives some examples of things that would qualify, like his wife and savior. Um, they are not, he's talking, of course, about Christ, not necessarily his wife. <laughs> Do you have time talking about my wife? Our Lord and Savior, my wife? <laughs> oh, man. And he doesn't have a favorite tradition for birthdays, and he doesn't know his birth story. Sad. I'm sad for you, Connor. You need to uh, go, go talk to Chuck and Lisa and be like, hey, so what, how did it go down? I know it was probably the best, easiest birth ever, but as the firstborn... You have a right to know. And then if, if your birth process was easier than your siblings, then guess what you have? It's like, pff, at least I was, <laughs> at least I wasn't a, you know, a sideways baby or emergency C-section. Boom, roasted. <laughs> you got one more thing to throw at that sibling rival. You got some ammunition for when they, you're trash talking. You can just throw that out there, right? Or if like, oh, you were, you were a monster baby. You were a Hulk baby, right? You were like 12 pounds or something. They were a measly little five. It's like, yeah, freaking micro baby. I was beefcakes, baby. <laughs> but thank you for that feedback, Connor. Sad about not having a birthday tradition. You should definitely build that out. Build something simple. And maybe that is your tradition, is that you don't do anything the same or second time, or that you always just ride the lightning for your birthday. Maybe your tradition just needs to be a cookie cake, right? 
right? Right? Right? Right? Uh, you let me know. But thank you so much, Rachel and Connor, for your feedback. The rest of you Hanyaks um, that are staying silent, proud of you, but also hate you at the same time because um, uh, just, 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 just say something. Say something, I'm giving up on you. You know, it's funny. I really wasn't feeling the episode today, and I was like, I don't have any notes. Every single time where I feel thin on content or just not like it's worth it, and then I get on this stinking mic, and I look up, and we're 20 minutes later, and like the two points I did have to get to, and and I've gotten to like one of them. So, all right. That's That's enough of that, though. Let's do, let's see how we've been doing on my Norwegian goodbyes. So cue Rachel, faithful secretary of Norwegian goodbyes. Hello, head Honjok. I have another Norwegian goodbye update. Episode 363, four minutes and three seconds. Episode 364, two minutes and 17 seconds. Episode 365, two minutes and 13 seconds. Episode 366. 2 minutes and 1 second. Episode 368, 3 minutes and 11 seconds. Episode 369, 2 minutes and 14 seconds. Episode 370, 3 minutes and 30 seconds. Episode 371, 1 minute and 40 seconds. Episode 372, 1 minute and 22 seconds. Episode 373, 2 minutes and 50 seconds. Episode 374, 1 minute and 18 seconds. Episode 375, 2 minutes and 29 seconds. Episode 376, 3 minutes and 44 seconds. Episode 378, 2 minutes and 21 seconds. Episode 379, 4 minutes and 16 seconds. Episode 380, 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Episode 382, 1 minute and 54 seconds. Episode 384, 2 minutes and 14 seconds. And episode 385, 3 minutes and 38 seconds. All right. Thank you for that wonderful update, Rachel. That was a long haul. I think you had told me that it was, uh, you, you, was going to be an extra big one. That was 19, 19 episodes. Good job. Thank you for your, all your meticulous work. Keep up the good work. And just doing some quick math right here off the top of my head, not pausing the recording to do it all at all. Um, that averages out, that totals out to 4,071 seconds, which you have to convert it to seconds. For not, if you're not a math whiz, or you just don't like math or care to think, you have to take all those times, convert them to seconds, then total them up, then divide them by 19, and then reconvert on the back end. So that's 4,071 seconds in total, which averages out to 214 seconds per goodbye, which comes out to 3 minutes and 34 seconds on average. So there we go. Okay. Uh, higher than I thought it would be because I got a lot of low twos. And some one, even down in, in, in sub two minutes. And I feel like most of the time I was floating around two to three minutes, but I had about six over that time. Well, actually only five that were over that 334, but that, you know, it was four minutes and it was 416 and 338 and 
I thought there was one more big four-minute one. But yeah, those two big four minutes and then the 345, they kind of drug that average on up. Because otherwise, I think it would have been around right around three minutes because it did pretty good. So honestly, honestly, better than I expected. So look at me go. Just pat myself on the back here. Doing a great job. And I think that's kind of the sweet spot. You know, you want, you want two to three minutes to close out a show, to say all the nonsense you need to say, any closing thoughts. And then you, uh, and then you get out of there. 30 seconds can be a little abrupt and five minutes plus can be way too long. At that point, it is a true Norwegian goodbye. So yeah, thank you, Rachel, for that update though. It was incredible. All right. To put a bow on today's show and then light it on fire. As I've already mentioned, I'm listening to, which, you know, I've been fun fact, time to own up, pay the piper a little bit. Haven't been keeping up with my book readings. Uh, my last book review, I think, was September. I think. I don't know if there was one in October. So I'm behind. I'm behind. My one book a month goal, I'm behind, technically. Well, I did read The Seam, so that count towards it. Well, I'm going to read two books in December. And so total number of books read this year will equal, will average out to one a month. However, I fell off that wagon. And I remembered that the other day when I was like, oh my gosh, it was, it was like a aha moment. I was like, son of a gun, I forgot about this. And what do we do in the light of those moments? What do we do? What do we do? You got to get back on the wagon. Here we go. Bringing that analogy on, right? Cause the, the sooner you, you, you try and you work to get back on the wagon, the easier it is to get back on the wagon. All right. And, but it's easy. It's like, oh, I've fallen off. I've fallen off and I fall behind and I stay behind. I'm falling more behind. It's like, well, dadgummit, catch up catch up. You know, if you've fallen off the wagon on your diet, if you've fallen off the wagon on going to the gym, you've fallen off the wagon, I don't care what it is. Catch up. Do what it takes. It's going to suck. Because, but the inevitable truth is we're always going to fall off the wagon at some point and we're going to continue. It's, it's one of those truths, those universal truths about life that, hey, you know what's going to happen? You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to be inconsistent on some level where, up, oh, you missed that, you know, or you were doing so good and then you, you have one little hiccup, right? And, but the more you can fight against that and not give in when you, when you misstep or mess up, the stronger you become, the greater your discipline becomes, the greater you become, and that much closer you are to being the next David Goggins. <laughs> I can't, I can't even say that with a straight face. Oh, I know it's out there, but dadgummit, it's, it's, just, it's just an insurmountable amount of work to even get close to what he's done and to callous your mind is the term he's using. But his book is incredible. His life is bonkers. Where he came from and how he has ended up being who he is and the constant struggles. It's just like, it's constant one-upping. I make this joke all the time after I ran the marathon. I was like, now that I ran a marathon, it kind of sucks because if I want to do something competitive, guess what? I can check off the box, a marathon. Now I could try and win a marathon, but uh, I'm, I'm, I, I could see the progression being, on. Oh, next is a triathlon, then an Ironman, then who knows what? And it's like, dadgummit. <laughs> There's that side of me that's like, ugh, that's going to be even harder, going to be even more work. But it's like, well, I've proven I can do it. And so I haven't found my limit. So I need to keep pushing. So right here, right now, if you're listening to this, you might be listening to me finally accepting the truth that I should probably do something like a triathlon for my next physical adventure. And don't look forward to it. Don't like the prospect of it at all. But that's the reason why I should probably 
do it. But there's so many things out of David Goggins' book, and I was going to talk about some different aspects, and I don't even know what to say besides just go freaking read it. Dude is an incredible, crazy story, and I can't say that enough times, and he's just listening to him. It just, I don't know, it fires you up, right? There's some people that just have this aura about him, and he, he, and he has that, and I love it. And I also hate it, too, because he'll just, he'll call it as it is, he'll call you out, and just be like, no, you just need to go do it. You just need to buck up. What did he say? He said, you know, so many people says, the schedule dictates what they do, and all the schedule does is it dictates how you schedule your day. So he's like, if you have an early, you know, you normally working out at 6 a.m., but then you have an early day at work and you have to be there at 6 a.m., it's not, oh, no, now I can't go work out. It's, oh, no, now it's it just, oh, I have to get up now at 4 a.m. so I can go work out to get my workout in pre-work. And he's just so matter of freaking fact about it. And it pisses me off because I've been there. I'm there less now where I don't make any excuses. I get to the gym. There have been days where it's like I had to be up earlier, didn't work out, couldn't go in the morning. I went in the afternoon. I found the time. I made it work. I adjusted, adapted. And sadly, I'm facing the truth that my wife, who's been talking about working out every day and training for this marathon, and is like, you going to get up with me at 5 a.m. on days I work to go work out? And I was like, ha, 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 no, since I don't have to. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let her be better than me. Yes. Get up at 5 a.m. And I'll push harder than you. And I'll work out longer. Uh, it's, it's all talk, right? It's all good talk until you actually have to live it. All good freaking talk until you have to live it. But uh, starting the new year, I think I want to do this Conqueror Challenge where it's you walk to Mordor from the Shire and you get all these postcards and medals along the way. And so basically, I think you just go and track your walks, your workouts, whatever they are. You can run, bike, do whatever, and it'll just and you log it. And so um, it, it'll it's the total number of miles. I don't know how many miles it is from the Shire to Mordor. It's like a thousand or so. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so it's a big challenge, but it'd be fun to do. And you can gather a fellowship and do it as a group. Do it as a group. Yes, it costs a little bit, but you can either do the individual cost or you can join up as a fellowship and it's so much for a fellowship. So if you're interested in that and being a part of that at all, and I think we'll all get like our own individual medals, but it's just, you get to do it as a group, right? And I don't know that you have to go and walk as a group, but it's like, hey, we're all, it'll be something for like, hey, we're all maybe not physically together, but we're together in this challenge and we are walking to Mordor and we can track with each other and keep up. I don't know exactly in and outs of how it works. If it's just like a total cumulative, then a group effort, or if it's like, we all have to walk the total amount. Cause then it could be an issue of like, if I'm walking an insane amount or you're walking an insane amount and it's like, crap, I have to keep up. But yeah, I, I think I got one, one, one guy maybe who said he's interested. So if you're interested though, in being part of the greatest the Han Yaks fellowship to destroy the one ring of power virtually by just uh, and, and making that journey let me freaking know let's do this um I, I'm not gonna start like at New Year's but I want to start in the new year so that's a that's a, that's a goal that I'm setting right so it's fun but yeah it's just David Goggins will whip you into shape and make you feel like more of a uh, potential a waste, <laughs> wasted potential than anyone ever, but in a good way. It drives you and motivates you. And so I definitely feel that way with this podcast. A lot of times it's just like, Dad Gummit, what am I even doing here? Do I actually want to build something that grows or I just, I just like doing what's easy and talking about what I want to talk or should I actually try and structure this around something serious and break off and do the other podcasts? And <sighs> if I truly do want to make this a business, so. Hard truths I have to face, right? And uh, something I'm open to the feedback is you as a listener. So, yeah. Wow, kind of somber note. Not really. 
but I, 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 the more I listen to Goggins, the more I believe, which I already believe that we are capable in so much more. And one of my favorite techniques to do at the gym is like, I did it today. I did my three sets or four sets or whatever I was supposed to do. And I was tired and feeling it. And I just told myself, all right, do one more set, do one more set, one more set. And it sucks and it's horrible and it burns. But then I do one more set and I say, see, could have done one more set. You did that one more set. It's a, and that's part of hardening your mindset and learning that you can go further. And that's why I tell people that a marathon, like if you're contemplating doing a marathon, well, first and foremost, I say, don't do a half marathon, do the full marathon, buck up, go and do it. I'm very opinionated on this. Don't do a half Ironman, do the whole daggum thing. All right. If you have to put half in front of it, you don't go and say, I'm going to read half a book, favorite analogy ever. Don't. And then you don't get halfway through say, well, I'm done with that. Next time I'll read a whole book. No, read. Now you can say, I'm going to read a whole book. And part of that, one of my mile marks is getting halfway. If you hate reading, absolutely, it's really hard. Then you need to break it up. There's a difference between like breaking up into increments, but having the whole thing as your goal. And you might say, well, my goal is first to do a half marathon because I can't run one mile right now. And 13 is a lot and 26.2. And I just say, if you want to push yourself to the ultimate limit and really find out how tough and far you can go, take it from me as a runner who didn't, who, who undertrained and is not a runner at all and did the whole marathon. I finished. Yeah, it took me five and a half hours. No, I don't care. I was only a half hour shy of being kicked off the course, but I didn't get kicked off the course. I ran the whole thing. It was miserable. And now looking back, I'm like, man, if I actually put my mind to it and really trained, what could I do? What could I do? And I believe the same is true for you. We, we are our biggest limiting factor. And it's our mind that arbitrarily chooses when to say stop, when you get uncomfortable, when it starts to burn, when it starts to hurt. I've experienced this the most on the stair stepper that I finish the gym with every day. Every single workout finishes with two to five minutes at a high rate on the stair stepper to get my heart rate up, to wear me out, just to push me that little bit further at the end of every workout. And some days I look forward to it. Some days I I loathe it, but I do it. And uh, I I can still remember I did 15 for five minutes one time. And I haven't done it since. And how I got there is first, first foremost goal is usually two and a half, do two and a half. And then I got there and said 15 more, 15 more seconds, three minutes, and then 315, and then 330, and then 345. Then I got to four and I said, what's one more minute? 15 seconds at a time. And I did that. And I did it. And I did it. And I did it. And boom, got to five minutes. And I was like, holy crap, did I just do that? But playing those games and just saying, all right, fine. Just do one more set. Just do one more rep. Just do whatever. Push yourself out a little bit further. You'll find, oh, my limits lie. My true limits lie so much further than I realize that our minds keep, a, honestly, hold us back and mastering it and seeing just how strong our will can be is something that we need to, we need to do. And you can push yourself other than, in ways other than that physically. It could be intellectually. There's plenty of ways to do it when it comes to studying or doing something or just spending a little bit more time, just going a little bit further, reading one more page or something like that, right? Studying for 15 more minutes or 15 more seconds. Uh, it's not as impactful as studying, but yeah, do something like that. So I want to encourage you as we go into the weekend to, to think about that and not just think about that, but to start to take action. That's another thing too that I've adopted is people tell me, oh, I want to do this or that and say, cool, you start tomorrow. Well, I think I'm going to start. That's what we love to do. The biggest lie when it comes to any kind of thing, we'll talk marathon here, triathlon, whatever, is that you want to get to some train to some kind of arbitrary, unnamed, vague type of shape. People will say this all the time. Oh, I need to train and get in better shape and then I'll sign up for a marathon. But they don't specify 
What kind of shape? And that's also a game that our mind plays on us that will keep us from ever signing up. Here, take it from me. My wife will second this. This is how you run a marathon. You sign up, you pay the money, then you start training. And you could start training before that. But the key is you don't listen to that part of your brain that says, well, I want to get a little more shape. No, you have to sign up. Keep yourself, otherwise you're not accountable to it. And guess what? You're going to continue to not train, not be in shape. And so guess what you'll never do is you're going to continue to not sign up and do a marathon because you're not in shape. What pushes you to get in shape is then that hard deadline. For me, it was like November and I signed up for the marathon. This would have been, shoot, almost five years ago. Actually, five years ago. And six years ago, shoot. In 2016, signed up and said, well, whether I like it or not, I've paid the money. I'm going to do it. And guess what I don't want to do? I don't want to not finish or fail. So I, and shoot, and I undertrained, but I still trained and still got in shape and I still did it and made it happen, right? That's how you do those sort of things. You commit and that forces you into training, especially if, especially if you're like me and, and especially me back then, you're a little undisciplined in your training. It's like you need something to work for. So don't wait. Don't put it off. Start, you can start doing something today or tomorrow. You don't have to necessarily do the whole thing. You know, I was talking to a buddy and he was like, I'm going to start this workout program. I was like, cool. It was Sunday. I was like, cool. When are you starting this week, tomorrow? He's like, well, this and that. You know, they got a baby. His wife's going back to work the next day. And I was like, I was like, you can do, you can do, uh, you can do this exercise at home. You can take five minutes to do that. You can do that. Do something, right? Don't, don't say tomorrow all the time because you say tomorrow, you're going to be always saying tomorrow. And guess what? You're never going to get to do that thing. So yeah, I don't know. Figure it out. I guess I need to say, I guess I need to figure out how to sign up and go bull ride then. Cause that's something that's on my list of things that I want to do is ride a bull and shoot. I'm not against being a professional bull rider. I'm definitely probably way too old for that, <laughs> but here we are. Who knows? I could buck that norm, but holy crap. We're almost at 40 minutes. So that, seriously though, that's a um, go read. Can't hurt me. And then hopefully in, You'll love that, so you want to get never finished, which I haven't read or, or actually listened to. Don't go read it. Go listen to it. Get the audiobook. You can do the Audible month free trial. It's worth it. It's worth every bit. It is something that applies generally to your life across the board, and that will make you better in whatever aspect of life you want to get better at. It'll make you better as a whole person, as just as a whole. So go check it out. Go do something hard. Have a great weekend. Get some rest. Enjoy some family, friend time. We'll see you right back here next week on the Rambling Viking Podcast. Make sure to go follow us on Facebook and Instagram, social media. Uh, reach out to me with any of your thoughts, comments, feedback. I want all the feedback, trash talk, whatever you have, send it my way. Keep it coming. Thank you to Rachel for tracking Norwegian goodbyes. Thank you to Rachel and Connor for providing your feedback. To all the rest of you Hanyaks, open your shut mouths and get those thumbs typing and send your feedback my way. We will see you right back here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head, Hanyak. Signing off.